Welcome to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. My name is Julie Paulston. I am your host, and I am so absolutely honored that you stopped by. Each week, I'm going to be sharing my own personal journey, and I'm also going to be interviewing some incredible people that will be sharing their journeys as well, in hopes that we can educate, motivate, and inspire you to live the best possible life that you can. So grab your favorite beverage, maybe a snack or two, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, this truly is all about you. Well, welcome back to being the phoenix of your own life. It is Julie. And today, I want to talk about stress, baby. I want to talk about you and me. And talk about all the good things and the bad things stress can be. Let's talk about stress. Okay, all right. I know American Idol and The Voice are going to be beating down my door after they hear that rendition. So uh, today, want to take a guess what we're going to talk about? Yeah. So I did a post on Facebook um, probably about, I don't know, a week ago. And I was talking about stress and that song popped into my head because it's so prevalent in our society right now is stress. We are the number one addicted society in the whole entire world. In fact, we, every single one of us, okay, maybe there's one or two that aren't, we are the most addicted society in the world because the number one addiction we have is stress. Every single person has some form of stress in their life. There's just really no way around it because there's only one constant in the world and that is change. Some people love change. Some people get really stressed out about change. So I thought I would talk today about stress and some ways that we can not necessarily eliminate stress from our lives, how to lower the stress in our lives, maybe how we react to the stress in our lives. So you're probably asking me, Julie, where does stress come from? (laughs) It comes from everywhere. At the basis of all stress though, is a thought. And what happens the minute that we have a thought, we release hormones in our body. And today I'm going to go a little sciencey. Terry, you're going to love this. I'm going to be a little sciencey with you guys. Because I think that when we understand the science behind something and we understand why something happens and the reason that it happens, we can actually start the process to change it. Now, when we have a thought, we release hormones and those hormones become neurotransmitters. They transmit signals to our body and those hormones become emotions. And then once we have an emotion, then we end up having another thought about the emotion and that releases hormones, which releases an emotion, which you can see how this cycle can start spinning. Well, what happens is when we get stressed, the hypothalamus gland goes, oh, there's something going on here. Oh, 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 there's something going on here, which turns on the pituitary gland, which turns on our adrenal gland. 
Now, our adrenal gland has two functions and it has two things that it releases. Number one, it releases cortisol and number two, it releases adrenaline. It releases adrenaline and adrenaline is our fight or flight hormone. So when it releases adrenaline, we have that instant like burst of energy. You know what I'm talking about. You see something that scares you, you get that burst of adrenaline and you can run, or you're trying to win a race, you get that burst of adrenaline and it helps you because it turns on and all the blood flows and you're just ready to go. Your heart races. You guys know what I'm talking about in your body. The adrenal gland, there is a max for adrenaline. Adrenaline actually turns itself off. It knows when there's enough in the body and it turns itself off. It can regulate itself. What can't turn off and what doesn't turn off is cortisol. If you don't know what cortisol is, cortisol is known as the stress hormone. Cortisol will keep rising and rising and rising. And every cell in your body has receptors. Every time you have a thought, you are bathing every single cell in your body and you have trillions of them. So imagine if you are thinking negative thoughts, you are consistently bathing every single cell in your body with negativity. And so that cell takes on that negativity and starts acting in a negative manner. That's where disease comes from. Conversely, if you are overwhelmed with gratitude and joy and happiness and love, you're bathing every single cell in your body with love. There is a scientist that uh, Dr. Emoto who took water and if you haven't seen this, it's absolutely fascinating. I would highly suggest that you um, go to, to uh, YouTube or to Google and to look up Dr. Emoto. What he did is he took water from the same exact stream and he put it into jars and he told one of them, he labeled one with love and the other with hate. And he would speak loving thoughts to one jar of water. And then he would speak hateful thoughts to the other jar of water. You're not good enough. You're stupid. You're ugly. Oh my gosh, you should die. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. And then the other jar of water, he would tell the other jar of water, you're beautiful. I love you. You're amazing. You're incredible. You have such gifts. And then what happened is he froze the water and then he took like pieces of the water. And he took pictures of the crystals of the water. The crystals of love were beautiful. They were beautiful. They had gorgeous shapes to them. They were just, they're so pretty. The crystals, they look like just perfect snowflakes. The water that was in the jar of hate had no shapes. It was very disorganized and it was not very pretty. So our bodies are 70% water. So when we're sitting in stress and our cortisol levels are way through the roof and we are having these thoughts of, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. I can't get everything done. It's not perfect. What am I doing? I shouldn't even be doing this. This is stupid. Every time we have those thoughts, 
we are bathing all of the cells in our body and we are 70% water with those thoughts. So imagine if you froze yourself and you took a look at the crystals or the cells in your body, what would they look like? Another thing with cortisol that I found absolutely fascinating is your cortisol levels go up in the morning. Totally normal. That's the way your body's supposed to work. So your cortisol levels go up in the morning and they just kind of float around. They peak around lunchtime. And as your day winds down, your cortisol levels should be going down because at night your melatonin starts going up so that you can sleep. So in the evening time, all of a sudden your melatonin starts wanting to produce melatonin so you can relax and you can get a good night's sleep. This is what I found absolutely fascinating. Did you know that melatonin and cortisol cannot be produced at the same time? It is physically impossible for melatonin and cortisol to be produced at the same time. So when we think about our bodies and we think about our stress levels, social media, now don't get me wrong, I have a business on social media. I'm all over Facebook. I like doing my little tickety tockety stuff. I like Instagram. When we think about social media though, if you're trying to get some sleep or get rest and you're scrolling through social media, you are getting hits of cortisol. It's like getting little, like little dope hits of cortisol. And if you are on your phone or a device, or if you're watching something scary or the news or anything like that in the evening, what happens is you keep spiking your cortisol level and it spikes and it spikes. So your melatonin is hanging out going, Hey, hi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm supposed to be like, uh, starting now, uh, cortisol, your shift is ending. It's, it's, it's my turn. I'd really like to, to go ahead and start work. Cause you know, I'm looking at this body and this body really needs me. Cause this body really needs to get some sleep. And cortisol is like, screw you, man. I'm having fun. She keeps looking at social media and oh my gosh, look at what happened down the street. Did you see that? <gasps> so cortisol remains in control because we are on social media, we're watching the news, we're doing things that is spiking our stress level. And we do this almost unconsciously. Our body is asking for that cortisol hit. So what happens is notice now that you're struggling with your sleep. You can't get to sleep. And when you do get to sleep, it's not anything. You're, you're sleeping for a couple of hours. And, and there's so many people out there that wear this Oh, I can only have four hours of sleep badge of like, it's a badge of freaking honor. Your brain and all of the neurotransmitters and the new neuro pathways that you've created during the day need sleep to solidify. So when we don't get sleep, we are robbing our brain of the ability to repair itself. We are robbing our brain of the ability to slow down and to get those neural pathways solidified. And the only way that we can do this is to crank down our cortisol levels. 
So you're like, Julie, well, this is enough doom and gloom for me. I think I'm just going to leave. Don't leave. We can lower our cortisol levels. I'm so glad that you asked me how to do that. I'm so glad. One of the ways that we can counteract cortisol is dopamine. So when you want a dopamine hit, it is really super easy to get a dopamine hit. It is all about celebration. When we celebrate, we get a hit of dopamine. It's external. It's achievement. When we do something or we celebrate somebody else, anytime we do celebrations, anytime that we do that, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. And you do a high five or you celebrate anything in your life, even if it's finding a penny, what happens is you release dopamine into your body and that counteracts the cortisol. It brings the cortisol levels down in your body. Like I just watched a butterfly fly by my window. I'm so excited. I'm celebrating the butterfly getting a dopamine hit. Dopamine is not a bad thing. So the more that you celebrate, the lower your stress level is. Here's the second hormone that will help to lower your stress level and lower your cortisol. Serotonin. Serotonin you get from an internal, that is, so the dopamine you get from external stimulation, your, your serotonin you get internally. That's where you sit in the emotion of gratitude. When you sit in the motion of love, when you look at a puppy or a kitten or a baby, and you just feel that overwhelming sense of love, and you feel that sense of gratitude when you're given something and you're just so grateful, you are releasing serotonin into the body. And when you do that, you are counteracting cortisol. The other one is oxytocin. Oxytocin is not to be confused with Oxycontin. They're not the same thing. Oxytocin is the cuddle hormone. The cuddle hormone, and this is where we have really struggled with the whole uh, COVID and being on lockdown and don't touch people. We have been really, really starving for the oxytocin. If you don't have a person to cuddle with, you can still release this hormone by petting an animal, cuddling with an animal, gazing into someone's eyes or gazing into a pet's eyes. What that does is it releases that oxytocin into your body and it once again combats the stress. And it doesn't have to be a whole bunch of stuff. You don't have to do a whole bunch of different things. This isn't something that is going to cost you anything. It's not something that's going to take a whole lot of time. They're very simple things to do that will have a long lasting, profound effect on your stress level. What happens after we have had that amount of cortisol in our bodies, we get very used to the level of cortisol, cortisol in our bodies. And we keep going up and up. It's almost like, you know, you started and you smoked one cigarette. Now you're smoking two. Now you're smoking five. And now you're smoking a pack. And now you're smoking two packs a day. Same thing with alcoholism. You have one drink and then you have five and then you're under the the table with a, a bottle of wine. The same thing happens is your body gets to a point where it's very used to having it and it needs that 
just a little bit more to get that same feeling. So with cortisol in the body, when we get to that high, and then when we start doing these things by celebrating achievement, um, that runner's high that you get, um, me personally, I'm just going to tell you, I've never had a runner's high. I fucking hate running, but I do it, but I've, I've never had the runner's high. Maybe that's why I keep running as I'm chasing it. But the serotonin, that instant, that in, internal gratitude and love and acceptance and that oxytocin, that cuddle hormone, the eye gazing, hugging a pet, hugging a person. When we start using those and our stress level goes down, all of a sudden our brain goes, wait, hold up, wait. Oh, our cortisol levels are down. <gasps> this is very bad. We must get more. So the side effect of coming down off of your stress levels, I hate to break it to you, self-sabotage. You notice you go to the gym, you start doing really, really well, you're eating really well, your stress levels coming down. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm doing so good. I'm just going to go ahead and, and skip today. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to skip today. I'll come back tomorrow. Oh, I've been doing so good. I'm just going to have that one slice of pizza and that bowl of ice cream. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'm going to go back on my diet tomorrow. When we self-sabotage, it's because our stress level is coming down. Our body is used to having extreme amounts of cortisol in it. So we will self-sabotage in order to get our hit of cortisol. When I heard that, y'all, it was just, it blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. And I noticed that I do the same thing. Like I'll be going to the gym and it'll be great. And then I'll miss a day. And then it's so much easier to not do it. And then when you miss the gym, then who cares what you eat? And it becomes this cycle of self-sabotage. The good news is, is that you can combat that by doing the steps, by taking the time. Five minutes a day is all you really need is to start the process. Journaling brings you gratitude celebrating every single win. It doesn't matter how small we think the win is. It's still a win. Did you get out of bed today? Fuck yeah. Celebrate that shit. Did you brush your teeth? Yes. Celebrate that you brushed your teeth. Actually, everybody else around you will celebrate that you brushed your teeth. Did you make it to work today? Celebrate it. Whatever it is that you did today, celebrate it. Because the law of attraction and the laws of the universe tell you the more you celebrate, the more you'll get to celebrate. The more that you're grateful for, the more you'll get to be grateful for. So start someplace. Just start someplace. Doesn't have to be big, huge, radical shifts and changes. Usually when we do that, we're setting ourselves up for failure. And if you're struggling with that, let me know. Because that's one of the things that I work with my clients for is to lower their stress levels, to help to break that stress addiction. Because I'm sorry, we're all addicted. We're all addicts. We don't have to go to a 12-step program. Holy shit. Can you imagine the amount of people that would be in the room if we had a 12-step program for stress? Hi, my name is Julie. I'm a stressaholic. Good grief. We would have to have you know stadiums full of people for that. It doesn't have to be like that. So when you're ready to let go of the stress, when you're ready to let go of all of the things that are wearing you down, the procrastination, the self-sabotage, the self-doubt, the low self-worth, the low self-esteem, I am watching my clients have radical transformations. I am watching them heal from things that would make your hair curl, but they're healing from it. 
they're able to shift their perspective. They are able to see things in a different light and they are able to finally reclaim their power and step into who they are. And that's what I do. And that's what I want to help you with. I do a complimentary discovery call. It's free 30 minutes. I also do a healing technique within that as well. If that's what you want to do, I will put my link in the show notes. I had somebody reach out uh, and book a call with me from my last podcast. And they're like, Julia, I, I, I had no idea that this was what you did. This is what I do. And I'm fascinated by it. The brain. I mean, I cannot get enough knowledge about this. It's so amazing. So let's figure it out. Let's get you on the journey to healing. Let's get you on that journey to self-discovery. Let's get you on that journey, lowering that stress and for you to live a life that you've always dreamed of because you're, you are so worthy of your dreams. Your dreams are calling you. They are calling you. It is time to stop putting them in that spiritual voicemail. It's time. It's time to answer your dreams and I can help you. And I would love and be honored to empower you to start to live the life you've always wanted because you're worth it. You are so worthy. If you could only see the light that shines from your eyes, you would never doubt your greatness again. So I hope you enjoyed this week. A little bit of sciencey stuff. I want you to know that you're never alone, that this is an incredible journey and you can start to reclaim your inner divinity. So with that, Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate you. And remember, you are loved. You are treasured. You are adored. You are worthy. And you are so more than enough. I hope that you were inspired. And if you were, please feel free to download, share, and leave a comment. I would be eternally grateful. Thank you so much and have an absolutely magical day.